You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 49. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. podcast today. Mike Adams is with a company called Pure Maintenance. He's not with the company. He is the company. He is the company Pure Maintenance. Yes, that's true. And he was part, his company was part of our conference this last year and it is a mold removal company. We know in the natural health field how important well, the, the uh, devastating effects of mold. For sure, for sure. And, and, and people always like, because to be a part of our conference, you have to be, you know, a healthcare product or service. And people don't really think of a mold removal company as part of it. But it absolutely is because of the hidden tragedies that happen with people's health because of mold that they don't even know is there. Like a simple example, um, I, my office is right next to Cafe Rio, okay? They didn't put up splash things on their side. They flooded me out one time. And they came in and said, okay, we'll replace the carpet, da 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 They were really gracious and everything. But they were like, you know what? We just need to want to check to see if there's any mold. They ended up taking the bottom two feet of, of uh, sheetrock off of my whole side with them throughout along that whole line because there was mold on that side and I had no idea. So it can be there without any knowledge. So, so tell my... us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this. It's kind of, kind of been a wild ride. Uh about 20 years ago, I, I left corporate America. I worked for a Fortune 500 company, and uh, I just decided there's got to be more in life than, than this, you know. And so I started a, a small company, and we ended up doing maintenance and cleaning surgical centers and medical facilities. And, you know, I always, the, the more I studied, because I felt like there's a lot of liability here if I don't. You know, my, so you were doing stuff, just the basic Clorox cleaning kind of thing. You were just going in and wiping stuff down. Yeah, kind of it's a squirt and wipe routine, and it's it's actually okay. it should scare us all to death, quite frankly, how how surgical centers are being cleaned. But I that's why they have so much disease come out of them. Let's be honest. Yeah. And so uh, I uh, I had a brother-in-law that was supplying parts to a company in St. Paul, Minnesota. This company traditionally had made a product called paracetic acid. And they run this parasitic acid through dialysis machines to get the bio burden off of the tubing in a dialysis machine. Oh, okay. Right? So that, that, that was the internal way of cleaning the dialysis right. machine. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, this same company realized that, wow, the vapor off of this stuff has the same efficacy as the aqueous form of this stuff. So my brother-in-law was supplying parts to this company because they were trying to build a machine that created a vapor, right? And... Uh, my brother-in-law called me and he said, wouldn't this work in the operating rooms? And I said, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a no-brainer. And so he and I formed a little partnership and we tried to market it to medical facilities and hospitals. And I can't tell you how many hospital CFOs said, you know, Mike, it's a great idea, but there is no return on investment. And I actually said to one of them one day, I said that, Maybe less dead people is your return on investment. You know, <laughs> it go over great, but but um, you know that's maybe I mean. less people coming out with staff infections and yeah. I mean, 
sneak, she had knee surgery when she was 15. Yeah. Six weeks later, she had to do it all over again because yeah. she had staph infection from the hospital, right? So anyway, we just we kind of just ran into a brick wall, and uh, I think I mentioned to you before the podcast that we were we were broke, and uh, and luckily my brother-in-law he had kept his full-time job, and so um, I would just my wife at one point said, "What have you What have you done here?" And I said, "I don't know. We've got something. I just don't know what we've got. I truly believe we have. We're onto something." And so you had the vision, but you didn't know how to fulfill right, it, kind of yeah. thing. And so one night, just one of those deals where your eyes just kind of pop open in the middle of the night. And I thought, wait a minute, I know a little bit about mold in homes. Why wouldn't this work on mold? And because the paracetic acid, it was, it literally is labeled as a sterilant, a hospital grade sterilant. And it's a fungicide and a bactericide and the whole, I mean, it's going to, it's going to handle mold without a problem. So we ended up taking this, this, vapor machine that is built for a clean room and using it in a home and so we went up to park city utah and said and talked to some realtors and we said hey do you ever have cells held up because they found mold in a home and and they said yeah all the time and i just said can you give us a shot at this we had amazing results it was so you basically went to them and said, hey, let's try this. And you kind of did it. I don't know if they you charged or just did it for free. You just wanted to get some people saying, hey, this works. Many of them we did gotcha. for free early on. Just let us show you. Right. Just works. to say, try it. You got nothing to lose. Let's try right. it. And so that was the beginning of kind of the, the roller coaster ride that we've been on. And warp ahead another five years or so from there, we ended up realizing that now this needs to be almost like, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it at all, but almost like a carpet cleaning company where all the equipment stays in the truck and you mm -hmm. just bring some tubing into the home, fill it up with vapor and you should. Oh, okay. Okay. Home. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. In and out of a home in four or five hours. Right. Wow. So we started um, developing that. We ended up getting a patent on the equipment and we also patented the process. Now just to explain the process real quickly to you. Um, it's a two-part process. The first part is where we sterilize the whole home, and I know I don't I don't use that word sterilize lightly. I understand that's you know a, a four-log kill or higher, or a six-log. Especially with the COVID, this whole last right. two years, right? Yeah. So you have to be careful what how you term things, but um, so we sterilize the home first, run it through the HVAC system. The fog in the in the home literally gets so thick, but so thick that you it's very difficult to see your hand in front of your face. Oh, wow. Nothing in the home gets wet. Um, it actually That's turns, good. Yeah, it turns from a fog to a vapor. We, we run it through the HVAC machine and then fill up the entire envelope of the home. Um, what we use, the product we use, actually has inherent vapor pressure to it. So it's going to push into every crack and crevice. In other words, the way I like to phrase it is anywhere mold can flow to start to grow, we can flow that same path with the vapor to kill it. Gotcha. And then the second part is we realized years ago that what's happening in homes is every home, when it's first built, it's about the same indoor air quality as outdoor air, other than you know VOCs from new things being put in the home. But relative to mold, it's gonna be a pretty healthy home. Every home has little areas that want to grow mold and it's, Areas that we don't even think about. It's the window sills because they condensate. Right, right. The stuff like in the bottom, you just think it's dirt kind of thing. Right. The first few inches of every drain 
um, grows mold or bio burden. Um, bathrooms in general are going to grow mold. Your HVAC system, particularly your coils for your air conditioner, are going to grow mold. So uh, when a home starts, even with outdoors, as years go by, that mold, what I call mold load, keeps elevating. Because mold isn't like bacteria. Bacteria, you know, your neighbor kid comes in the house and sneezes, that bacteria is going to die in three or four days, right? Mold stays viable almost forever, right? It may not be growing, but it's ready to grow as soon as it finds moisture. And so we realize that houses just get worse and worse and worse and worse as years go by. And then you throw in an occasional flood or a leak or whatever, and then, and then it goes up to here. And then you have a traditional remediator come in and, and they may drop it down to here because they're only taking care of the area that was flooded. They're not taking care of the whole house, right? And so what we realize is the whole house has got to be treated. You can't spot treat for mold because mold moves throughout the, the house just like... Because it's the spores, right? It's the spores that when they get loose, that's what gets people sick. So what are some of the things that... Um, what are some of the things that people reach out to you for i mean yeah no one likes to see mold but there's health concerns and that's i think that's the biggest that's what we really want to talk about in, in some aspect here what are the biggest health concerns with mold what happens to it you know um here in utah uh, it's probably the same nationwide or actually worldwide now but um a good portion of our work comes through naturopathic or or homeopathic practitioners right for whatever reason they are up to speed on mold toxicity way more than a traditional family oh, doctor. medicine doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, not, not even at all. Close. They very rarely look at it. Yeah, yeah for in fact, sure. I have a son-in-law that's a doctor in St. Louis. And he said they don't even talk about mold in med school. It's not a thing. No. And so a lot of our work comes through uh, healthcare practitioners. Um, and the symptoms, we just run the gamma from simple, you know, asthma or a dry cough or uh, sinus infections, and, and that's, in my opinion, that's from more of the spores in the air. And then you have the other problem with the toxins that mold puts off, like you know the mycotoxins, whether it's ochratoxin or trichothecenes or aflatoxins. I, I mean, there's a whole list of toxins. And what do and those do to the body? That becomes more of the neurological type things. Maybe you've been diagnosed with, as crazy as this sounds, as we've treated people who have been diagnosed with MS. And after treating their home, they were symptom-free. Um, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, fibromyalgia, and then- well, That, that know, neurotoxin just gets in and just stays there and keeps on yeah. just beating up the nervous system. And so because of that, they have symptoms of X, Y, and Z. All of a sudden now that gets cleared out and then now it's there's not that replication going on. And so now their bodies can take over, get rid of whatever the problem is, and now all of a sudden they don't have the issues. Exactly. We have, uh, a, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Dan Pompa. Yes. Uh, he's out at Park City. Good, uh -huh. good friend of our company. Oh, good, because we've been trying to get him to come and speak. Oh, he, yeah, he's, awesome. he's amazing. Yeah. In fact, I, I just actually fogged his home uh, about a week and a half ago. He had another leak, and he said, Mike, you got to get up here and take care of my home again. But um, the way he puts it, he says, look, I can get it out of their body, but I can't get it out of their body until you get it out of their home. And the problem with traditional remediation is they don't address the entire home. They just go to the spot where the leak or the flood was, 
you know, that, that home could have had elevated mold long before there was a leak or a flood. Right. And, and the, the, the travesty of all that is that the customer doesn't understand that concept. And so they'll contain an area, tear it out, rebuild it under containment, scrub the air under containment, and then test within the containment, and then present the customer with the sheet that says, look, your mold's gone, right? Well, in my opinion, the, the customer doesn't understand remediation or how mold works in homes, so they're assuming, oh, I don't have mold anymore. They present that to their healthcare practitioner, and he's like, well, I guess it's not mold because you've got a sheet here that says you don't have mold. Right. Well, that's the farthest thing from what's happening. So I, it's really important that people understand that the mold is throughout the home. And uh, the entire home has to be treated. You know, our son, he goes to college. And oh. in his room... He's, he's at BYU. And they're, <laughs> and they're some of those houses that they've... They're oh, just oh my way God. old. Well, in yeah. his room, they ended up finding mold. Right. And then we asked, like, what did they do? And he's like, oh, he went and scraped the wall. And we're like... What? Like what in the heck? Like you don't sleep in that room for right now, dude. That's not good. And they had it where he was still sleeping in the room. They just pushed everything away from it. And we're like, you, okay, maybe you should stay at our house for a little bit because I don't think people really You're just stirring up the spores. I don't think people really understand how mold can really affect their health. No, and you guys are probably familiar with the 20... Richie Shoemaker, I think, was the first one that came up with this 25 to 27% have that HLA gene situation where their cells don't recognize mold toxins as an enemy. And so, oh, no, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, so the HLA gene is responsible for tagging toxins as, okay, that's a bad guy when it comes in your system, you know, sweat it out or just get rid of it. They've determined 27% or roughly 27% of the population that system in their body doesn't work correctly. And so your body, just, toxins just elevate over years. And that's why, you know, Dr. Pompa, he's, he's done some amazing things in helping people with a protocol to get it out of their system. And, and I think a lot of it is the people that fall in that 27%. So I know that you um, do things that are with the home and businesses and all that kind of stuff. Well, what you do, does that also help maybe the people that are living in the home with getting it out of their system because of what you're putting in the home and things like or that? Or do they need it's, to do a whole detox program it, as well? It depends. Sometimes we get a letter like within a day or two of treating the home like, holy cow, guys, I, I've never slept so good. I feel so much better. Other times it's going to take time it's, and, and they probably need to go through a protocol. It's it just everybody is different. The crazy thing about this whole industry is every person is unique in the way they handle mold. Every mold is unique and every toxin is unique. And throw on top of that, every house is unique. So it's it's really a very complicated dynamic. So there's so there's mold, there's lots of different kinds of molds that can be in a house. It's not just the black mold. You just hear black mold. Yeah. yeah black when they talk about black mold, that's typically stachybotrys. Okay. But there's molds that are every bit as bad as stachybotrys. There's catomium. There's um, some genesis of um, aspergillus that are every bit as bad. Um, yeah, when we do a, 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 a air quality test, 
to determine the mold in the home. We'll get a list of, you know, 20 or 30 molds that show up in the home. It's uh, it's not just one. And, and people, it's funny because people are, are always like, do I have black mold? Well, in my mind, it's immaterial because you may be allergic to a mold that's not black. In fact, even stachybotrys isn't always black. It can be green, you know, it's, and so any mold is bad. Okay. And you got to get it out of your house. So how do, how do you test it? Do you just have like something that draws in all the air and kind of then it, how, how do you, what's, what's the testing process? Well, there's, there's a couple of different ways. A lot of healthcare practitioners are migrating to what's called the ERMI test. ERMI test is environmental relative moldiness index. There was a test that was actually Shoemaker and the EPA and a guy named Eric Althaus all worked together on this test. What they, they do is they vacuum up a section of carpet and it goes into a canister. Then they send that canister to the lab and the lab runs a uh, polymerase chain reaction test on it to get the DNA of the mold, right? And it's a, it's a really, really expensive test, but it's fairly accurate to tell you the history of your home because DNA is going to remain there forever, you know, in the home. If you had mold, it's going to pick it up. A um, little bit cheaper, but not as accurate tests are air quality tests. Um, and that's what that's what we, we do just to make it affordable. Right. But I explain to people, you can get false negatives very easily because if your mold is content, like, for example, in a bathroom, it's getting plenty of moisture every day, getting plenty of food. It's probably not going to be stressed. And if it's not stressed, it's not going to spore out. And so I've seen cases where you can see mold on the wall in a bathroom and take a test and the test comes back clean. Well, it doesn't mean that bathroom's healthy. It just means that mold isn't stressed. So a good rule of thumb for, uh, for most people is if you can smell mold, you've got mold. If you can see mold in your home somewhere, you've got mold throughout the house. Now, when you say smell mold, does that mean like just that dampy, that musty, musty kind of smell? Yep, that musty smell, yeah. Okay. And then, of course, if your healthcare practitioner feels like, you know, you probably have mold in your home and they can do tests in their clinics. To, to right, right. And they do a lot. A lot of them are doing like muscle testing and different things like that. But. Man, it's crazy how accurate a lot of those guys are. They're they're, they're really, really in the system and all kinds of things like that is is really amazing. So. Just so people kind of have a, an idea, like if you let's just say you have a three thousand square foot house, what? Because I'm assuming that's how you charge is by the size of the house. I'm assuming. What does something like that cost? Like I would, I have no idea. I don't know if right. it's this or that. What's a pro? And I don't want you to say this is the quote, but approximately, just so people have an idea what they would be into to try to, to actually have someone come in like yourself. Yeah. So I have to be really careful to point out that we're, we're actually a worldwide. And that's company. what we didn't know. You're right. He said you have like a hundred and something. They're not franchises, but they're licensees. We just thought you're a local company to Utah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 165 locations now. Awesome. Worldwide. And so it's different prices um, everywhere. Yeah. I, that's it. Yeah. It's different prices based on the area here in Utah is going to be about 75 cents a square foot. So that way people can figure it out approximately. Yeah. Okay. So what's the process then you guys go through from start to start to finish of doing the mold removal in a house? Right. So you'll need to be, the customer needs to be out of the house for four or five hours is all. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. We, we first treat the HVAC system because that's where a lot of the problem is. And we want plenty of dwell time. Um, the vapor needs to dwell on the mold. To get a complete kill 
um, and, and there's a lot of details that we understand that other people that try to copycat us don't understand. But we treat the HVAC system first, and then we treat the entire home with the vapor that will kill every microorganism in the home. And then the second step is we switch over to a second formula. The second formula is a nitrogen molecule, if you can picture this, with little carbon atoms stacked on top. Okay. Then it has a bond with silane, um, which creates a covalent bond to whatever it touches in the house. So after we treat with the sterilant, we go through and essentially paint the house with these nitrogen molecules. So you end up with little spikes on every surface. And in fact, if you can picture in your mind's eye the space that occupies the head of a pin, there'll be about 5 million spikes with a, because it's nitrogen that it has a positive charge to it. And so the reason that's important and really part of our success is because mold will come in the home again, right? And mold has a luxury, as we, as we talked about before, of staying viable for years and years. So it's going to bounce around on surfaces in the home until it finds moisture. Then it's going to start to grow, and then it's going to spore out, and the whole thing, the whole cycle, the mold load cycle begins again. Well, with these spikes on surfaces, when mold spores do come in, they don't have the luxury of being able to bounce anymore because as soon as they hit any surface, because mold has a negative charge to it, it wants to be part of a positive nitrogen charge. It scrapes itself right over those carbon atoms and just through lysis, it just tears it apart. So how long does that stuff last? Like how long will that last? Yeah, on high touch points, it's only 90 days, but we don't care about okay. high touch points, right? You're not gonna grow mold on a doorknob or a toy or whatever. On surfaces, which is really the the entire premise of this second step is to make the home inhospitable to mold. Uh, that will last for years and years and years because it doesn't off gas. It's just, it's a mechanical and an electrical mechanism. And so it'll last for years and years. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. So you, you've been doing this for how long have you actually been doing this for about 10 years? No, probably closer to 15 years. Yeah. 15 years. Over 15. And you just kind of changed the system, how you've done it, you've advanced. And and I and you just said that you just wrote a book on mold. So what was that based, uh, based on? Yeah, so the book is called Breaking the Mold. Um, it's And then it has a sub- Which is a great name. <laughs> it was either that or I was going to have to name it, I'm a fun guy, but that just didn't resonate very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Breaking the Mold. And it, the subtitle is How a Multi-Billion Dollar Industry Was Built upon a misunderstanding and and that it addresses well, we also put this on youtube so do you want to show the book yeah so sure. people can see what it looks like so explain what you mean by when you say a multi-billion dollar industry based on a yeah so a couple of things have happened in in our country especially in the last 50 years that have really messed people up first of all we changed so many building codes and we build houses different so houses don't breathe like, like they used to and so we're going to have more mold than we ever ever had before. We're using building material. Now, now that's based on that's based on they tried to seal everything right. in tighter, so you had more efficiency with your heating and air. Now it's all based, but because of that, it's caused other issues with. And then we started using particle board instead of lumber, which soaks in the moisture and and it doesn't dry out quickly. And and there's just been a lot of even air conditioning, central air, quite frankly. Um, grows mold in the air conditioning ducts. There's just been a lot of things that 
have happened the last 50 years that, that we didn't normally have to worry about. So, so people started having problems with mold, and it really, it's hard to find a mold company that was around before really 1975. It just wasn't really a thing, right? And I, and I think part of the problem, the health issue, is combining the building methods with the mold and then throw in EMFs, which make the mold even worse, has really caused our whole, yeah, oh, really? it's caused our whole world to be really sensitive to mold. Anyway. And I don't think people would even see a correlation with the EMFs yeah, and the it's, mold. It's uh, one of two things are happening. In fact, we have a podcast called Mold Matters. And we had Ryan Blazer on with us. And he's a, a, one of the foremost experts on EMFs and home health. And he said a couple of things are happening. One is, is it's just EMFs are just one more toxin. And then you add that to a body that already is full of mold toxins. And it's just it's one more stressor that's going to make you really sick. The other thing is there's been some tests. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the gentleman that did it. was a doctor, but he, he had a couple of Petri dishes. One of them he... Um, put a Faraday cage around it so the EMFs couldn't hit it. The other one he left open and he, and he uh, subjected it to 5G EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies. According to him, 400 times the toxicity of the mold that was subjected to the 5G. So there's something there that's making it much, much worse. Wow, that's not good. So getting back to the um, premise of of traditional mold remediators. I think they're trying to do what's right, but most of the original guys were guys who worked in the asbestos cleanup world, and they brought that containment idea with them. For that, thought, that thought process, you just knock it down, tear it out, and you're done. Contain it, knock it out, tear it out, and then scrub the air, and then you're good. Well, that's not how mold works. Mold is throughout the whole home, so the entire home has to be addressed, or it's not gonna be a healthy home. Frankly, every time we see a traditional mold remediation truck go down the road, we kind of think to ourselves, well, that's going to be a job in about three years because those people will be sick. Just about count on it. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, and, and it's really, it's, it's one of those things that it's kind of like a silent, it's kind of like a silent killer, right? Because people, you know, because how, how does mold, let's, and, and this is a lack of understanding on my part, Let's just say like in my office, the mold was on the other side of the sheetrock, right? They came in, they took it out, kind of like what you said. That's kind of what we had as just a general. This is this was, I don't know, eight, ten years ago or so that this happened. Um, that mold on the other side of the sheetrock, is that still is that still able to get through and cause issues into the Absolutely. office? Absolutely. Here's, here's an analogy that I've used for years is – is when people say, no, I just have mold down in the basement. It's not going to affect the kids sleeping upstairs or whatever. I, the analogy I use is, okay, then do, do me a favor. Take a hot plate down into the basement, cook some bacon. You tell me how fast you smell bacon throughout the house. That's exactly how fast. And, and that's a heavy molecule, you know, bacon grease. That's and, and mold and mold toxins are light, and they flow throughout the home. There was actually a test years ago where a company – took a, a strain of mold that was was very, very uncommon and it had a, a distinct color to it. They put it on the first floor 
and then started doing tests of a of a you know a four a four story building. The four story, um, they picked up that same strain of mold within ten minutes on the fourth floor that started with the petri dish on the first floor. I mean it's it's crazy pervasive. Yeah. That makes us all think that we probably all need to do our house <laughs> because we all have, we've all had um, water, we've all have leaks, we've all have, you know, washers and, you know, washer, washing machines that have um, just a lot of different areas in all of our homes that can create yeah, so, mold. So here's the, a little bit of the moving target that I talked about is I've been in homes where Myself, I'm wondering how on earth do they live in here and they're completely fine and then other places where like I can't see any mold, but I think you do have mold. I can just sense it But not enough to even see visually and they're really really sick So everybody responds to it differently and so that's that's one of the reasons in my opinion that that you know, nobody can really get their, their hands around this. Thing. No one can pinpoint it. This A, B equals C. It's, not, it's always different. And that's why it's probably, if you want to say in the mainstream, it's not even a thought process because they don't, it doesn't always add up. Yeah. And in fact, that was, the, the, I mentioned that original ERMI test, Environmental Relative Moldiness Index. That was the EPA's attempt to establish, okay, what even is a moldy home? You know? Oh, okay. And, and uh, environmental relative moldiness. What's a moldy home versus a healthy home? So we, let's, let's, let's ask a couple other questions here. So let, we're in Utah. Utah is considered a dry state, obviously, right? You know, we're, we're, we're a desert, right? Yeah. So when you're, um, I guess your franchisees, you probably have them like in down in Louisiana, down south, all that kind of area. Are those just, is that just a rampant area for mold? Is that much more of a problem than it is here? I'm not saying that it's not a problem here, but just because there's just, I mean, you walk outside and you feel like you got to, you got, you're getting a shower because of the humidity, right? Yeah. I, I, in fact, this came up recently, this discussion, probably our three most productive areas for our process are Louisiana, Florida, and Georgia. Right. I can see that, yeah. And and I don't know why the other ones aren't there. Like, why is Alabama, Mississippi, and all those others not involved, right? And then, but, you know, on the flip side, Phoenix and Tucson, those licensees are busy all the time as well. Because, you know, you have indoor plumbing, you're going to have mold. If you have air conditioning, you run your air conditioning hard, you've got condensation, and you're going to have mold. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean... People always said, "How are you going to make this work in Utah?" Well, we've we've had no problem getting work here in Utah. It's it's an issue. So, so how is it then? People can then go through the process. Do they get the tests from you? Do they just order them online from someplace? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different options. You can order your own, like a DIY test kit from us. You can also order them just online through Amazon or whatever. Just a mold test kit. Um, our licensees will run tests if you if you um, want them to do it. Um, there's also uh, companies that you can hire that can come out and run those ERMI ERMI tests as well. So so how you said those are more expensive? Like approximately how much? How much is like that test compared to just the basic test that, that you know most of the people run? Basic air quality tests like here in Utah, you're going to be about to test a whole home. It's going to be about 125 bucks to test a whole. Okay. Home. Now, remember, and that's because you put it in different rooms, yeah. you do different things. Okay. 
now remember that you also run the risk of false negatives with those as well, but it's a tool, you know, like anything right. else. Um, an ERMI test, um, I've seen prices anywhere from 1500 up to a couple of thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, so it's a significant difference. Yeah, and, and that's why my thing has always been, well, why don't we fog it? That's almost cheaper than running an ERMI test. And True. <laughs> you know, if it's getting... If it's going to cost three thousand dollars to fog the house and two thousand to test it, because the bottom line is, all the testing in the world is not going to make your family feel better. Right, right, for sure. So, how do people get a hold of you then, Mike? Yeah, so our website is is just simply puremaintenance.com, and you can even go to that website and scroll down and find um, if you're out of state, click on the map of the world and your area, and that will populate. The licensee in your area. Um, there's also a phone number, 801-513-3364 here in Utah that you can call. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us. So you said you have about 165 um, licensees, licensees. And, yeah. and they're all taught the basic concept that they all do the exact same kind of program and process that you guys do. Yeah. They so all, they all lease the equipment from us and they all receive the corporate training and uh yeah it's all it's all the same no matter where you go so it's kind of interesting because because um so i didn't realize that you said brody's the one that we've kind of dealt with right i didn't know what he was but you're saying that he's just a regular licensee well is that is that yeah no? we actually own the license here in utah the corporate company owns a license here in utah but he, he runs the local license for us. He's a Okay, so he's the one that we dealt with through the conference and everything. Right. But I thought he, he made a statement after the conference. He's like, you know, we do home shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even though our conference, we I mean, we had a really good turnout. We had about 2,200 people there. It's not like a home show that has 25,000 people yeah. walk through, right? Yeah. But he's like, because of the people that – the people that came to the conference, they have that health knowledge. They have an idea that mold is bad. You know, it's not just a you know general person walking around and has no clue about it. He's like, that our conference is a hundred times better for him in the product just because people that come are educated. They already know they're looking for health. They're looking at ways to stay healthy than you know your average home show, which I thought was very interesting because you wouldn't have you know you I wouldn't have thought that. In fact, like I said earlier. You know, when we first thought about having them um, come on as a vendor, I kind of had to think twice. I'm like, wait a second, that's not really a healthcare, natural healthcare product or service. Then I'm like, wow, it actually, that's one of the best services we can have because we're getting rid of some of the problems and not doing it in a toxic way. And, and yeah, and I agree with Brody, absolutely. The, your conference is, is much more in line with our customer base than a typical home show. Right. Well, because uh, you don't have to go through the education of and we had a lot of why people say it is, that. why it's not good. They understand why it's not good and want to remove it. Yeah. So thank you, Mike, for being on the podcast today. I think that we've been able to be enlightened a lot, and it's we need to get our tests going here. <laughs> we need to see. I know that is part of this. That's part of the problem whenever we do these podcasts. Like, oh crap, that's yeah, one more thing we got to do. Yeah. And now I'm like, maybe we should have our son move out of his house. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, when we just finished that podcast with Ryan Blazer on the EMFs, we were just signing off. My thought was, 
we're all just going to die. That's <laughs> from the mold. And the and sometimes what it feels like. With the 5G coming, it just. Well, it's it, already it's here. Exasperates. You can't do anything with it, you know. Yeah. All you can do is the best you can do and try to stay healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys really should go down to these, go down to BYU and talk to their. Whoever yeah, whoever let, lets their housing be a thing, and I make, don't think that they really care oh about gosh. that. Though I think that's they just prob- care about getting the money. Because for- that house, I mean, it, it's horrible, and yet they they rent them out. For years, we've gone to we've gone into colleges and given them bids, you know, because it, it, invariably it's a parent that complains. My my son or daughter is sick from this, and, and the problem is, and I understand it, but the problem is, their stance is look if you don't like it move out because we have a whole new i know i know i have a whole nother next semester so can you and this is kind of a weird thing but can you i mean like i don't want to pay for their whole house to be mold removal but can you go in and just do a room like that or is that kind of not not effective because you kind of said that in 10 minutes it can go throughout the whole house yeah and it's it's actually it's I, I use the analogy it's like martial arts a little bit is very dangerous you know a little bit of martial arts knowledge is very dangerous same it can, does it kind of turn on those spores to say oh no now we need to replicate again yeah yeah so it's it's so permeating that you can't keep it in just one room anyway and it's going to waft out into other areas and actually could could potentially make the home more toxic overall if you can't treat the whole thing you either have to do it all or just stay out you know yeah, because it just aggravates right. it. But yeah. thank you, Mike, for coming on. Yeah, we so, appreciate it. And we're all going to, like I said, be getting our tests okay. and go from there and great. see how much longer we can live for. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks but, for being on. As we it. know, is like knowledge is power. That's right. It and is. the more we know, it can help us. So, okay. thank you. Thank you. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.